Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I'm Tamala Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to episode one of Codependent Me podcast. In this episode, I'd like to talk about how I was diagnosed with codependency. I was in my early 30s on my third therapist and very frustrated. I was tired of telling the same story about my failing marriage, diverse childhood, and how I was lost and unhappy in my adulthood. And none of them had any clear answers on how to help me find my peace. But this therapist was different. She would ask me questions and would give me quotes from books and scriptures to read as my homework. Then one day she said, do you know what codependency is? And I said, no. She said, well, I am diagnosing you with codependency and I need you to do your research. Okay, that's no problem because at this point, you know, we had talked for a little bit and I trusted her. So I left and I went and bought the book Codependent No More sure you guys are pretty familiar with that if you know a little bit about codependency and I thought it was interesting the book said how to stop controlling others and start caring for yourself so I read the book and went back the following week and definitely realized uh, yep codependent for sure in the book it defines codependency as a person who has let another person's behavior affect them or a person who is obsessed with controlling that person's behavior. That this person could be a child, a lover, you know, I was thinking more so of a spouse or in a relationship when really you can be codependent to your siblings, your friends. Because of the alcoholism that's in my family, I wondered if codependency was a disease. And I've searched, but I haven't found any concrete evidence that it's, you know, any type of chemical imbalance or anything like that that I know of. But I do uh, for sure know that it's a learned behavior. Uh, I am the the child of alcoholics. And there was a certain sense of responsibility that I had as a child that was not normal. Uh, you want, After everyone was asleep, I took it upon myself to make sure that the eyes were off on the stove, the doors were locked, that my brother was in bed and, you know, secure. I took on that responsibility to make sure that everything was okay. So I know that was my first level of being codependent, you know, making sure that the family was okay when it should have really been the other way around. So that's kind of where codependency can start. So all of this made me think about all of the people that were around me. So I started assessing those that I would meet or that were my friends. And then I realized that truly I was attracted to people who needed me. So I guess at that time, that was my love language. If you needed me, then I would love to be there for you. And that's just a part of, that was the biggest part of my codependency. So I would read more and then I would find you know, more things about me. And it was just like, wow. So at that moment, 
codependency was big for me and I was wanting to find more information and but then I started talking to people about it and saying oh you know I went to this therapist she told me that I was codependent and you know I really feel like I'm on to something and people would be like what's codependency never heard of it I'm like what what's codependency and I would get silent because even though I was researching it, I realized that people in my circle did not understand codependency. And I felt as though where I was at that moment, if I started to explain what it was, then it would come off as being negative. And I didn't I have a thing about negativity or things being looked at in a negative way. So I would just be quiet. I became very silent. And you know, in my community, it's already strange to go to therapy. So now I'm in therapy and now I'm codependent. So I'm like, okay, so now I have to learn how to deal with it myself in order to be able to explain it to other people fully (laughs) so that they can understand and not think negatively about it. And, you know, who knows if they would have, but that's how I felt at the time. At one point, I'd even said something to someone about being codependent and they were like oh no girl Mm -mm, you're very independent I don't know why they would think you're codependent and I was like "Mm, yeah I gotta really do some research to be able to explain this to people because I know it's a learned behavior and but I, I know a lot of people that could have that particular behavior and just don't know I know even though with me I felt like I just loved hard and that wasn't the case because if I didn't feel good about what was happening and what I was allowing, then that's toxic for me. And so I was not giving anyone my best yes. And that's what you should always do is give people your best yes. And I never had boundaries. I would always allow people to just do any and everything. As I researched quietly, I kind of went back to my roots, which was Al-Anon. And let me just go ahead and say, as a teenager, I was an Al teen. As an adult, I was an Al-Anon and loved it. It helped me a lot. You know, again, when you find your tribe and you find your people, it really helps. So I went back to my Al-Anon meetings and that was going very well. So it brought me back to thinking about the whole codependency in the forefront. This sent me to my bestie Google and it showed me a link for coda.org, which is for Codependence Anonymous. That blew my mind, of course. Knew about Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotic Anonymous. I'm like, wow, there is a program for codependence. They have 12 steps, 12 traditions, prayers, promises. I was like, sign me up. This wonderful program has given me such an education and the skills that I needed to be able to spread the word to people who are struggling like I was. So I'm so grateful for um, for CODA because it really just changed my life. And so I decided to start a program called Codependent Me because I knew that healing codependency had to start with me. Healing anything has to start with me, but I needed to realize that I was number one. I had to realize that I matter. So through my journey, I have held meetings. I've 
attended and facilitated workshops at the CODA conferences. I've spoke on codependency at women's conferences. Uh, As I spoke about before, I've co-written a book with my mom who is fantastic about her alcoholism and how that uh, pushed me into being codependent. I'm a codependent coach and I host a Facebook group called Codependent Me. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to host this wonderful podcast where I hope that we can spread the knowledge and healing of codependency. And bringing that up, I want you guys to know that this podcast will not be successful without you all, my tribe. I hope that we can use this platform to be heard and acknowledged. I need for you guys to email me what you want to hear. If you want to come on and tell your story, please do so. Just let me know anything that you want to participate in on the podcast. Just email me at codependentme at outlook.com. Have a wonderful day. I can't wait to meet you guys. Bye. Are we live? I'm just kidding. So (laughs) I wanted to come back on this particular episode and do a 1.2 because we weren't able to answer the questions as we will normally do in future episodes because I messed around and got COVID, y'all. But I am better. I am grateful to God that I am on the other side of it and it wasn't very bad. So now I can ask, uh, I'm sorry, answer your questions. So the first question that I received was, what was my goal for Codependent Me? Well, my goal for Codependent Me is really just people coming together, having other people to talk to, and basically having a family, or as I said in the last episode, a tribe of people that are healing together. They can come together and you know, talk through their issues, their hurts, their triumphs, and just truly be together. I mean, it's it's not anything that I want to become big. Uh, another question actually was, did I was I trying to make this another coda? Uh, number one, there can be no other coda <laughs> because it is the bomb and it has helped me be who I am today. So no, it's not a situation where I'm trying to build this uh, big organization. I just want to have a play, a safe place for people to come and uh, be vulnerable and, and have, the, you know, be safe within their vulnerability. The next question was, does my mom get angry about me talking about her alcoholism to the public? No, my mother is very open about her alcoholism. She has been going through her ups or downs challenges. She's done speaking engagements lots of stuff. So she's very, um, she's really good about wanting to spread the word about recovery. So she does not mind at all. Um, In fact, she will be on a future podcast and you guys can ask her all kinds of questions and all of that at that time. Um, One thing that we thought was really funny is I was talking about her alcoholism to someone and they said, wow, your mom's a recovering alcoholic. She doesn't even look like one. And so you know, I told her later and she kind of giggled like, well, what does an alcoholic look like? You know, what does a recovering addict look? I mean, not well, addict as well, you know, but what does, you know, people in recovery look like? 
Um, so yes, the answer to that question is she is very open and she will actually be on here on a future episode. Um, let's see. The next question is, what were my next steps after, you know, like after I was diagnosed and started reading and all of that? Well, the first thing is always stay educated on your recovery. So no matter what you are recovering from, there's probably some type of anonymous or some type of help out there for you, some type of organization. Go find the paperwork. Go read pamphlets. Go get sponsors. Go to meetings. Um, for me, it was very important to journal. Journaling my daily progress, my highs, my lows, that was huge. And then to be able to go back to know how I was feeling at certain times. So be sure to do that. Learn what boundaries are. The Actually, the next episode, episode number two, is going to be about boundaries. So check it out. Um, let's see. And join a network. Some type of network. It could be CODA. It could be codependent me. Um, be sure to get with, with people who understand who you are and what you go through. That's very, very important. Well, that's all the questions that I've received thus far. But of course, if you guys have any questions, hit me up at codependentme at outlook.com. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.